Well, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the 94 Feet and Beyond podcast with your host, Sam Berg. Got special guests today. Um, actually, the, the tournament bracket challenge champion, none other than the Mr. David Boatwright, a.k.a. The Boat. This is about to be The Boat Show, everybody. Up in here at the 129th Street Recording Studios. Um, Bo, welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure to have you on the Anchor Podcast Performance Line. Um, Really wanted to get into some NFL draft talk with you today. Um, What are your uh, overall... It's great to be back on uh, 94 feet. It's been way, way too long. It has. It's It's been a good while, for sure. I think over a year. So, um, When yeah. I was metrics before coming on the show today, uh, my last appearance was one of your most highly rated podcasts uh, in the history of your show. So obviously when the boat comes on, uh, the, the uh, listeners uh, certainly tune in. The ratings just go through the roof. Oh, through the roof. Through I mean, the roof. It's just you can't even you can't even count them. There's so many. Well, listen. Uh, earlier today, I went uh, Bob Baffert on you and uh, really tried to jack up my PEDs so I could get my uh, you know my podcast on. Okay. Okay. Uh, bad for no, no doubt. Been cheating for a long time. Any guy that wears blue glasses, I mean, come on, Sammy, blue glasses, really? The white, I mean, that's a dead giveaway. What is this guy thinking? I mean, he's got like PED written all over him. Um, so it's too bad for the horse. It's too bad for the betters. I mean, that that's what's going to really be uh, sad about this. But I think Baffert, uh, much like Bella Cheat, has been, has been doing this for a long time. Uh, and I think uh, his run is definitely coming to an end. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's probably been doing that under the table for many years, as you said. But... Uh, uh, I know you wanted to talk about the draft. Uh, my quick take is on the Cowboys. Totally uh, disappointed with the draft uh, on my boys. The, you know, the Silver Star. All about that star. That's 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 all I'm about. Is the star. Um, you know, going on the defensive side. I mean, though, if you're talking defense, bad picks. Uh, and, and admittedly, the Cowboys defense is not where it should be. But, I mean, uh, Jarrah burning draft picks on the defensive side of the ball when we need some old linemen and we need some uh, we need some help for the quarterback. Uh, I, I just don't get it, Sammy. I just, I just don't follow it. I, you know, he's a lot smarter than I am, obviously. I mean, the man's a multimillionaire. But, um, and I just, I'm just not down with the picks the Cowboys went with. Uh, I would have looked at doing some stuff on the Ola. Uh, but, but we did pick up some, a couple of offensive threats that may, uh, have some promise. But, uh, yeah, in terms of my boys, I, I'm just not, I'm just not down with the defensive side of the ball being my, being my, uh, first picks out of the gate. Yeah, the, these guys went heavy defense, as you said. Um, 
I'll go through the picks here right quick that your boys gave. And, you know, number 12 in the first round, they went Micah Parsons at linebacker um, out of Penn State, which was a little bit of a head scratcher to me. Um, really thought they were going to be looking at the corner position and, uh, you know, maybe trade up to try to get one of those guys that they were trying to target. Um and then they went defense in the second round at the 44th pick with Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky. And then in the third round at 75, um, we'll see if I can say this one, um, Osa Odija Zua out of uh, UCLA, the D-tackle. Um, that was another one that was kind of out of the blue. Um, in the third round at 84, they went Chauncey Goldston, defensive end out of Iowa. And then the third round again at 99, they went Nashawn Wright, cornerback out of Oregon State. Um, and then the fourth round, they went 115, was Jabril Cox, the linebacker out of uh, LSU, which I did know that name. Um, in the fourth round again at 138, they finally got an offensive lineman, which you alluded to earlier, and Josh Bell from Marshall. Over in the fifth round, um, they got Semi Faheko, a wide receiver from Stanford. Um, in the sixth round, they got Israel Makuma, a, a corner from uh, South Carolina. In the seventh round, they got... Looks like another offensive guard, Matt Fornick. And then back in the sixth round, they got Quentin Bonin, a defensive tackle from Kentucky. I mean, just what what kind of most surprised you about what they did this year? And uh, what what would you have done a little bit differently? I would have traded down, Sammy, to uh, load up on the offensive side to, to, to build that line. I mean, uh, if I if I if I'm not protecting the QB, what what am I doing? Uh, you know, guys from Kentucky and LSU, um, you know, uh, Oregon, Stanford. I mean, definitely. You know, well, that was on the wide receiver end, but. You know, th- those aren't blue chippers. Uh, those those aren't blue chip defensive uh, people. I would have gone down. I would have built that O line back up, and and certainly looked at that as as, as my priority. Uh, because if my QB's up there and not back there and protected, uh, that defense is not going to help me. Uh, no, no, nobody from from named programs other than Cox from LSU uh, coming out of the SEC, which. Yeah. He, you see Homer, uh, just, just, just a lot of disappointment. I mean, we'll see how it works out. Um, uh, you know, Jarrah hopefully has some, uh, roadmap in front of him. Um, but you know, what, how old is Jerry? He's like, is he like oh, 123 years old, something like that. I'm not even sure he's still alive. He might be a, uh, that's a ghost of himself. Yeah, he might just be frozen in some kind of animated state. I'm not really sure, but uh, no, we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I, I I hope for the best. I wish him the best, but it just wouldn't have been the the direction uh, I would have gone. But Sammy, let me ask you about this. Let me ask okay. you 
about Aaron Rodgers and the talk about him going to Denver. Uh, what is your hot take on that? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, obviously the guy's very disgruntled and he's made that known really ever since their loss to the Bucks in the playoffs. Um, and I mean, I can't blame him in some sorts that they really haven't brought in more offensive weapons for him over the years. I mean, other than Devontae Adams, I mean, really the other guys are no-namers at the wide receiver position. And, you know, especially as an aging quarterback, I mean, he's going to have to have some extra help. But, I mean, I think the better situation for him at this point is just to stay in Green Bay because they they have some weapons down there, but they're very young weapons um, over there in Denver boat and uh i think they've got a decent defense um but it's a lot of young guys down there that he'll be dealing with sammy 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 Sammy. i think i think aaron Rodgers going to denver is a smart move they have the weapons on the offensive side um as you noted he is disgruntled um you know how it is when you have an unhappy co-worker you know if your co-worker's Mm -hmm. unhappy nobody's happy uh, Aaron is, is is ready to move, uh, which is sad. Which is, I mean, I would like to see him retire as as, as the Packer, but uh, just just for the nostalgia of the NFL. But I think it, I think Denver is the best spot for him to land uh, because they do have the weapons. Any of the other professions other than Denver, I just I just don't see this thing working. Um. My only issue is they're jumping into an, a division over there with uh, Patrick Mahomes twice a year, and then the Raiders are no slouch. Um, so it'll it'll definitely be a tough go for him to uh, make the playoffs over there, and he's going to have to play really well and get these guys going. But, uh, I mean, like you said, if he's, if he's not going to be happy over there, I mean, he's – He's gonna probably play better elsewhere. Yeah, are, are you really convinced, Sam, that he'll leave uh, Green Bay? I don't know. I don't know if he's just putting on a front to get some, you know, so, you know, social media presence and uh, just to put on a show and see if maybe they can bring in some more people for him. But I, I don't see it going through at this point. I won't be surprised if it does, but I don't know. What are your thoughts, Will? Does he even have a girlfriend? I don't think he has a girlfriend right now. I mean, what is, what is nothing I mean, holding him I mean, back? He's he, he has no rudder. He has no compass. He he needs help. I think, uh, and I mean, from what I heard, he's pretty much cut off all of his family. So I mean, it doesn't really matter where they're at. Yeah, so he may just up and up and go. So we'll we'll have to see, but. Um, it'll definitely be interesting seeing uh, him and Patrick Mahomes go toe to toe twice a year. So I would like to do that. I think that would be a great, great game. Sammy, let me change gears on you for a minute. Jump okay. over to NBA, which I know that is your absolute sweet spot. If it's not NCAA, it is the NBA. Luka Donick and his uh, inadvertent nut shot to Colin Sexton. <laughs> I, I, a flagrant two? Come on. Really? Did you see that play, Sammy? Did you see it? I, I actually missed that one. Um, 
So they called a flagrant two on him for that. Yeah, they play. They called last night a flagrant two on uh, on Luca, uh, which which was just totally totally uncalled for. It's an overreach going with a flagrant two. Uh, maybe I'll give you a personal foul on that. But uh, Luca was going in and and, 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 and you know, try, trying to hit the lane and makes contact with Sexton and uh, he gets the flagrant two, which you know what that means. He's out, right? Yeah, he's out after that. Total BS. Total, total BS. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Uh, that 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 call is just off the charts, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, to, to to put somebody like Luca on the bench uh, for for an inadvertent, certainly not intentional. I'm not even sure it was a nut shot, and you know mm. it was it was in the area. It was in the zone. Yeah, in the groin area. It was not a nut shot, you know. And yeah. we know what are right, Sammy. I mean, you know what that is. You. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I've been there. I've done that. I mean, yeah. you, you were a baller back in the day. You've taken a few hits in the old uh, nads. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it can definitely happen inadvertently pretty easily. I and, mean, you know, that definitely doesn't warrant uh, a flagrant, too, especially, you know, down down the road in this season to where these guys are battling for playoff position. That's a huge call to make to uh, sit a star like that when this team really needs them on the floor to be able to win. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, any, Sammy, what's your outlook on the NBA playoffs? Kind of, what are you, what are you seeing right now, and what, what do you think's uh, yet to come? Well, you know, probably, you know, towards the beginning, middle of the year, I really thought that the Lakers would run it back because they were playing so well, and they had added so many, um, you know, new pieces and Montrez Harrell and. Uh, Dennis Schroeder and some of those other cats, but uh, they're really starting to fall apart. And, you know, especially without LeBron James in the mix, um, Anthony Davis has been able to step up kind of intermittently, but not solid enough to get him a bunch of wins. Um, so they're, they're probably going to slide down into, and I think they are already in that play in game region. And I won't, I won't be surprised if they lose early um, at this point, especially with uh, LeBron James being out of rhythm. But as far as kind of predicting how things will go, uh, the Clippers are starting to, you know, really click on all cylinders from what I can see. Um, the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns have been solid all year long. Um, of course, in the playoffs, it can be a different story for Utah and Phoenix just because they really haven't experienced that with those teams too much. Um, there was, you know, the big injury for the for the Nuggets with Jamal Murray is a big one over there. But I think that the Clippers will ultimately come out um, of the West this year. And then on the East, it's really going to be a tough go over there. Um especially if James Harden isn't able to go for the Nets. But I think all reports are pointing to that he'll be out there. Um, but these guys have definitely struggled without him. They've shown some weaknesses. Um, you can definitely put up points on the board against these guys. Um, but I think the key um, pickups for the Bucks in the offseason 
um, with Drew Holiday and some of the other shooters that they brought in might just put them over the top this year, but they're going to have to get through that tough Philly team that's played really well. So I think unless the Nets really get things going, um, I think the Bucks might even come out of the East this year. That's what I want. That, as you were running through those teams, that was the one question I had for you, Sammy. Was what about the Bucks? I mean, they're still, they're still. I mean, they're definitely in the hunt. Yeah, they're. Uh, you know, these guys have been there a time or two in the playoffs these last few years, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can put it together and. Um, if they can start getting these shooters and knock down shots in the playoffs, and um, especially if Giannis doesn't get hurt because that was really what led to their demise last year. So if they can stay healthy and shoot the ball well um, in these big games, I expect them to go deep, if not all the way. Do you think Philly is a 76ers? you think that's a, that, that's real? you think that's an anomaly? Uh how do you think? I mean, they're they're playing really well. Uh, their record is is what maybe the best in the East. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I think they're number one in the East right now. Um, you know, they've definitely had their struggles in the playoffs, but um, you know, just a couple of years ago, they were just that corner bouncing shot by another uh, other than Kawhi Leonard of the Raptors from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be tough for them with, uh, you know, just having one year with Doc Rivers there to try to yeah. figure things out so quickly. But um, they do have some nice veteran pieces there um, with Danny Green being able to shoot the ball for them and Seth Curry, um, some guys they didn't have last year like Dwight Howard. So maybe they can pick up the slack a little bit. Um, so, it's really going to come down to uh, Joel Embiid can just continue to produce at such a high clip for those guys because really, I mean, there's no one that can stop him. Well, I'm going to throw you a softball question because uh, because I know you so well. But, you know, the Heat, I mean, what, a five, six, seven seed? I, I'm not quite sure where they're at right now, but certainly in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Uh, I kind of I, I don't have a lot of confidence that they can carry it on forward. Uh, you're looking at the Bucks. You're looking at the Nets. I just I'm just not sure your 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 boys over there in the Heat are, are going to be able to make it out of the, the Eastern Conference. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be tough for them this year, especially you know in the bubble scenario last year, they didn't have to deal with home and away games, um, which can be a huge presence in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, they did bring over Victor Oladipo, but he's really been hurt pretty much the whole time since that trade. It would have been nice to get him going just to see if they could get that second uh, scoring superstar right there with Jimmy Butler and Bam to really be that third guy. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't suspect them to go all the way. But uh, you could see them upset somebody in the first round. I think that you'll see a second round exit from these guys just because they play so hard and they're such a good defensive team. And uh, just if they have just even Jimmy Butler and Bam and uh, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and those guys, if they're all 
firing on all cylinders, they can make it through one round, but I don't see them going much past that, unfortunately, Boat. Uh, I think that's probably true. I mean, they, they they just don't have the weapons that some of the other some of the uh, other teams uh, possess. So, yeah. hey, let me hit you with this, Bo, while I got your attention. Uh, have you looked at your calendar uh, for October 9th? Do you know what's happening on October 9th of this year? Have you got that date circled yet? I I, I don't think I do off the top of my head. What's going, okay. what's going on, Mr. Bo? Let me, let me get you heat up here, Sammy. October 9th at uh, 11 a.m., who's going to play except, uh, first of all, on October 9th, we're going to have the Oklahoma Sooners versus oh. the T-Sippers from oh, uh, boy. <laughs> of Texas. That's the morning edition. That's the morning game, but okay, it, gets, okay. it gets a lot better. Especially for you and your spouse. Okay. Who's coming in at two thirty, October 9th? You got a guess? Well, I've got A and M on one side. A and M and Alabama. There you go. On the same day, October 9th, we've got OU versus the Texas Longhorns, followed by the Fighting Texas Aggies. And the Alabama Crimson Tide. Huge day. Huge yeah. day. For- I hope everybody on the podcast is circling that day. Uh, you're going to watch uh, Texas A&M roll up Nick Saban. Uh, it, it, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. I mean, you've already seen it on Twitter. The trash uh, talking? Trolling. Trolling <laughs> on, uh, on Saban. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Saban's – I think he's in trouble, man. Yeah, hey, I mean, I don't, I don't know. They've lost a lot of weapons, so if, of course they bring in all these five star guys, and right? They, but you they know. just reload and go again. I mean, yeah, they do lose. They lose a lot of guys to the NFL. Of course, the SEC was the number one conference going to the draft. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody from the Big Twelve even got drafted. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody. I'm not sure, but I'm not sure the Big Twelve even got a draft. Uh, any attention from the NFL draft, but certainly the SEC where uh, my fight Texas Aggies play uh, got the number one. Uh, they were they, More players were drafted out of the SEC for the second year of the row uh, than any other conference in the nation. But no, October 9th, Sammy, mark it down. Put it on your calendar, circle it in red. Yeah, take request the, that day off for sure. Take that Go to the liquor store, go to the ATB, get you some fajitas, and you're going to be ready for game time. Yeah, that's going to be a good day there. Uh, hopefully some wins for the both of us. That, that is pretty crazy, though. <laughs> both of those those big games are going to be on that day. Yeah, um, that's, I didn't know that. That's some good info right there. Heck of a NCAA football day when you owe you at UT and you have uh, the Aggies in Alabama. Um, uh, on the same day, that's that. That's going to be a fun day of football. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one already. Uh, excited to see what Steve Sarkeesian and the boys are going to do this year. Uh, you know, have I'm having some high hopes. Just I'm off the hype from this off season so far, but uh, you know, hopefully we can at least get to the uh, conference championships this year and make some noise. 
But uh, yeah, I've seen Jimbo Fisher's really been getting into the trash talking, so there must be something brewing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're 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 gonna roll up Jimbo. I think this year. I mean, I think his he he's gonna come. Back and he's gonna see a whole new a whole new A and M that he's not used to seeing. I mean, uh, Jimbo is is working his magic. Um, and I just wish Jimbo would uh, could be the head coach for the baseball team, the Aggie baseball team. It's just uh, they're pathetic. Uh, we, we we really need. Uh, we're going to be looking for a new baseball coach this year. But uh, yeah, I think Sarkeesian. I mean, I think he's going to be. Uh, I, I think he's a good dude. I I like the path he's traveled. Uh, I think he's had he's faced adversity and come out of it. Um, and, and I'm really, I'm, I'm high on him, him. I mean, you know, I'm not a big UT fan, but you know, I wish Sark the best. I think he can, he seems to be the best, best fit so far, uh, from, from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah Daryl Royal, does Daryl Royal, he doesn't coach anymore at UT, right? He's <laughs> uh, Brown, Mac, Mac Brown, he's not, I think he's gone too, right? So anyway. I think Sarkeesian can pick it up uh, since Carol Royal's not there and, and, and try to do something with it. No. Uh, what's that Charlie Strong guy? Where, where did he go? Is he still at UT? Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. We, we've been through a few in the last couple, well, well few years. So it's uh, uh, hopefully we'll, the- we'll settle on one for a while and make the best of it. <laughs> place now i think they're on the path to right the ship and i think you should see some good some good things coming out of it uh, uh, that 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 would be that would be yeah it's uh it's uh just a lot better in general when texas is good at football so um it'll be interesting to see if he can turn the program around and hopefully he can quickly because you know these uh these board of trustees and everybody don't wait too long on it, so we'll see. I remember, Sammy, when you were playing down there at Shrine, and the trustees were like, who's this bird? You know, it's, why is he starting? And he'd be out there on the floor. But <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were trash-talking trash you. You know, you know that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We, we live for that over here, Bo. You know, we, we, uh, we love to hear the haters, you know. Who is this kid from Georgetown, Texas, and why is he playing on our team? But you know, you you, you shut him down. <laughs> hey, I mean, someone's got to. Well, listen, Sambo. The last thing I want to uh, throw at you, and you know, I always go back to the old days. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm kind of in for the nostalgia, but uh, <laughs> you probably you probably caught this on on the on the wire on on the mothership that. You know, uh, Willie Mays, the Say Hey Kid, uh, is the oldest living uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Um, on um, on May 6th, Willie Mays turned 90 years old. Oh, wow, oldest, yeah, I think I did see that. The oldest living uh, uh, Hall of Famer. And uh, I remember him as, 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 a, as a kid. Uh, watching him on Saturday, black and white TV, uh, uh, you know, making making things happen. Um, you know, obviously we didn't have the information and we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all, 
know, we had to go to school, Sam, you may not remember this or, or be aware. We had to go to school uphill both ways. I mean, it, it was, it was treacherous. <laughs> um, and we would watch Willie Hayes on a black and white TV, uh, turn 90 years old. And another thing that I think, uh, some of your listeners will find interesting that Sandy Koufax, uh, who was kind of in that era with Willie Mays has just turned 85. Mm. So, uh, you know, kind of the greatest generation I think in baseball, uh, go- going back to those, those days with Willie Mays and Sandy Koufax, uh, 90 and 85 years old. I mean, that takes me back to when I was, uh, you know, when I, I wasn't even a teenager, you know, I was nine, 10, eight, nine, ten years old. Um, uh, it was, uh, it was some pretty cool stuff. And to look back now and this guys recognize, Oh, Hey, Pete Rose, Pete Rose, the number mm-hmm. one bet ball yeah. who had blocked from the hall of fame is turning 80 this year. Wow. Uh, saw people play in the Astrodome down in Houston several times. Um, and uh, these guys are, you know, their their time on in, on this side of the earth. This, you know, their time on this side of of, of us is, is dwindling down. But uh, will will Sandy Koufax? I mean, um, man, you're talking a couple of generations back of some some really really cool baseball. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, pretty good facts there. Courtesy of the of the boat, so, the boat uh, <laughs> and strong on the uh, ninety four feet and beyond with Sam Berg. Yes, sir. By Anchor Podcast. If you're not subscribing to Anchor, you're probably a loser. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first from Boat. Well, well, Sam. Well, yeah, you know, we're we're getting up here towards the end, boat, but uh, you know, um, just some some quick takes on your on your boys here. Uh, you know, look look for the uh, the Cowboys to kind of do their normal deal, and uh, but I do think they're gonna you know make it into the playoffs and may, maybe see an early exit this year, um, but that's just a little. A little bit what? on the uh, on the playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. <laughs> what What are your uh, you know last quick take for you, Mister Boat? Uh, your thoughts on what your boys will do this year? Oh, Sambo, it's gonna be eight and four, and we we're gonna be sitting at the house. <laughs> well. You heard it here first on the uh, 94 Feet and Beyond podcast. But uh, thank you, Mr. Boat, for coming on the show. And uh, congratulations on your um, bracketology excellence and uh, expertise there. Um, You beat us all this year. Um, Uh, Winning Sam Bird's bracket is quite an honor because... uh, (laughs) There are some true basketball experts on that list, and uh, to come out on top is uh, an honor that I won't soon forget. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta brag about that one or make a plaque for the wall on that. But uh, 
already for you saw my resume I had some resumes out the other day and I put that I uh, I was number one on the Burks bracket hey there you go that that's gonna get your foot in the door if nothing else but uh as always Mr. Boat loving you love having you on the show um we'll get you back on we may have to get you back on uh before October 9th and see where we stand then um I would love it. I would love it. I mean, uh, it's such an honor to be on this podcast. I know it's one of the most widely uh, widely listened to sports po- podcasts in in Georgetown, Texas. Uh, I'm not sure we get much further than Georgetown, but it, it, uh, it's. Uh, I do joking aside. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, all my best to you and, and your lovely lovely Aggie Pride. Thank you, Mr. Bowden. From all of us over here at 94 Feet, thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week for some more exciting sports takes. This is Sam Berg signing off for me and Mr. Boat. Adios, Sam. <laughs>